You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not. To not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Also Classified podcast. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on most of the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so much more. You can also check out our podcast on anchor.fm slash NEC podcast. When you go there, you can actually leave a voicemail. You leave us comments about our podcast and any suggestions on topics or even speakers. I also want to mention our Facebook groups. You can check out Facebook groups, including Medical Coding Geeks, the RHIA and RHIT exam support group, the CDI network. And we also have a Facebook group for our podcast, the Not Also Classified Community Group. So today on the podcast, we have Natasha C. Miller. In this podcast, we specifically talk about entrepreneurship. So yeah, she talks about how she got into coding and how she started her business. But then we put our business hats on. We talk about how to start a business, how to run a business, and some of the things that you might need to do to make your business thrive. So this is a two-part series. So I hope you guys like the weekly episode releases. So for this episode, we'll talk about her beginnings and how she got into creating her company. And then next week, we'll talk about entrepreneurship. So without further ado, here is my episode with Natasha C. Miller. Enjoy. Welcome to the Not Also Classified podcast. Today on the podcast, I am happy to have, uh, I've been wanting to have her on for quite some time, uh, <laughs> Natasha Miller. So Natasha Miller uh, is yeah. out in California. Uh, she owns her own company, NCM Healthcare. Uh, the way we connected initially when I created the the medical, at least from my observation, maybe you could tell us a, a different story, but at least the way I observed is when I created the medical coding geek, uh, whatever, brand, whatever it may be, and when I ventured into Instagram, uh, you started to follow me, and I'm like, okay, cool, and so I started checking you out, and you started developing, or you probably have had it developed, uh, a lot of things, and one of the things that, that really... Um, caught my attention was the term mompreneur and you added the, another term medical mompreneur so as a medical coding professional uh, pursuing this uh, this this uh, niche of uh, medical mompreneurs that seemed like yes. a great deal and so we we somehow connected through uh, Instagram and then of course we reached out and, and called each other finally <laughs> and uh and the rest is history so uh welcome to the podcast natasha thank you thank you brian thank you so much for having me great and i appreciate it you're out in the west coast in california or i'm out here in florida so we have a a very weird time (laughs) difference but but i appreciate it as you can see the sun is, is somewhat setting behind me 
uh, and right. you're probably like getting the rest of the you know your afternoon started. Uh, so as I mentioned, that's how we connected. Um, but I so the last episode that I did, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go through there. So the last episode was Victoria Mole, right? And when before we started this podcast, uh, I mentioned some stats. I showed you some stats on the podcast. Uh, one of the things that in ties with the medical mompreneur, right? So what what if you listen to and I'm talking to the audience, if you listen to the last podcast episode with Victoria Mole, the last thing that she had mentioned in her YouTube analytics, which, by the way, it's blowing up like crazy. But <laughs> she has like a, a lot of, uh, of viewership. She has a lot of uh, subscribers. Uh, the majority of her audience, and I think just going all around, I even shared my stats, uh, is, is at least for me, 80% of my of people who listen to this podcast are female, okay? Uh, but based upon what uh, Victoria Mole has shared, the, 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 the people who are interested in medical coding are moms, right? So uh, moms who want to get into the medical field, specifically into the medical coding field, and uh, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm glad she mentioned that because my next yeah. <laughs> my next podcast <laughs> guest is the medical mompreneur. So yes, I'm glad to yeah. have you on. <laughs> all right. So we'll get into we'll get into all of that. We'll talk about NCM healthcare. We'll talk about medical mompreneur. We'll talk about really, you know, the general uh, discussion about why you want to pursue entrepreneurship. Uh, we'll get into that, too. All right. So before anything, um, again, thank you. Let's start off with the first question. Where did you come from and how did you get to where you're at today? Thank you, Brian, again, for having me on today. Like you said, we've been trying to connect for some time and I'm glad we've finally been able to do this. Uh, hello, everyone. I am Natasha C. Miller, also known as the Medical Mompreneur. And to say, where did I come from, right? <laughs> I am born, I was born and raised in Oakland, California. Um, so for those that know, that's close to San Francisco in the Bay Area. Uh, I currently do live now, however, in Sacramento, California. So we're about an hour, hour and a half away from Oakland. And um, so I come from a family of entrepreneurs and managers. And um, I know we'll talk more about how I got into entrepreneurship and, and all that, but that's where I come from. And that's actually was one of the ways that I did um, want to pursue my um, bachelor's degree in healthcare management and then also stay on the entrepreneur side as well. Um, so I come out of a very... Um, Christian family. I was born and raised in Oakland with my parents. And after, let's see, my junior year of high school, I moved and relocated to Sacramento, California to be um, up here with my mother's side of the family and um, finished high school, went on to Sacramento City College, received my associate of science degree in social sciences because originally I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be an RN. So I was going to school for those prerequisites um, and everything. But it was during that time I decided to go and get my CNA, which is the Certified Nursing Assistant certification. And I got a little bit of training in that, worked some hospice care, did some home health aid and all of that. And it was then during that time, I said, you know what, I think I want to stay behind the scenes. <laughs> and so from there, I was offered an opportunity, um, like right out of high school while in junior college to work as a billing assistant. And I worked for a GI 
clinic and then I also worked for a urology clinic. And it was there where I gained my knowledge of looking at claims, um, looking at helping the actual biller, and because I, I was an assistant at the time, to be able to send out any type of uh, insurance claims and then send out those patients' responsibility statements. Um, I would go back into the system and update that information into the system. And that's where I got my beginning stages of learning, billing, and coding. And at that time, uh, you didn't have to be certified as a coder and billing. Of course, you didn't even have to be um, certified. It was just, I was trained on the job. Um, and so from there, I finished my schooling with my social science degree in social sciences. And then I said, you know, since I'm going to continue this path, I went and enrolled for my bachelor's in healthcare management. And then while in school for that is when I became certified as a coder. And becoming certified was the key for me into just getting into this industry as a medical coder, um, getting my experience, learning all that I needed to know as a coder. And then from there, I was able to add on some additional credentials, which I do now have my CPB, which is a certified professional biller. And then I am a certified professional coder instructor. And I also have my RHIA, which is a registered health information administrator. So yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me. And then what else? So I got married at the age of 24 and um, I would consider myself to be um, someone that is, you know, dedicated and works hard and so forth. But as a young person, you know, we all have our challenges we go through, we make mistakes. Um, it wasn't always that way, right? So I was a single mom before I got married. My oldest son is 16. And so I know what it's like to be a single mom and you have those challenges. And then when I got married, he was two. And um, now we have in our family combined five children. Wow. <laughs> well, I know, right? Five children. And then I have a, a grandson on my new oh, recent nice. Gigi. <laughs> yes, so that's exciting. But all that to say, um, the successes that have come, they, you know, it, it wasn't right away. It took time. It took the dedication. It took the hard work. It took continuing to keep going after my dreams and goals. And then also my family has been a great support and my mother um, and my husband, he's been there all the way as well to just really help me to continue to pursue my educational goals and my um, personal goals as well. In the beginning, you you mentioned that you're you you're a family of entrepreneurs. So, yes. who in your family are entrepreneurs? What do they do? Yes, great question. So first, it started for me seeing my mother as an entrepreneur. So she has always owned her own business or a business. Uh, she has had different businesses. Growing up in Oakland, she had a shoe store where she actually sold shoes um, at at that time it was called Foothill Square I believe it may still be called that and we would go in and help her set up the shoes and display and all that she had that for about five years mm -hmm. and then once she relocated to Sacramento she had an elderly home and so <laughs> yes um, she had an elderly home and we um, I got to see what that was like working with elderly patients um, and then for about 18 years she had a foster family agency uh and that's where i got my experience working for her business 
really getting to see what it's like to own your own business, yeah. um, even be able to, from administrator to, I would be in some meetings with her and just to see her role as a CEO and the founder. She started her own business and was a CEO. And so it was really great experience. And to see that she had that flexibility with her children and be able to make, she was able to make the income that she needed to make to be able to provide for us and herself. Mm -hmm. uh, I said to myself, you know, I know this is something that I want to do. I didn't go and do her business per se, but right. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and even working in corporate, um, it gave me the great experience to allow me to continue that as an entrepreneur. Right. So, mm -hmm. so when you, I guess for people who are, aspiring to become entrepreneurs. I mean, it, it does take a while. It does take a learning curve. And yes. um, from what I see, you had the the uh, opportunity to learn it from your mom in all aspects in retail. <laughs> retail. Yes, in that's, retail. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's most important in, in all of the, the business aspects because mm -hmm. at least in, in retail, you understand how to move a product. And 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 for people thinking, well, medical coding, there is no there's no uh, relationship to retail management. Oh, yes, there is. Because yes, there is. Because yes. you, when you think about the the services that you would provide consulting, the education, whatever it may be, that's a product. And how are you going to move that product? How are you going to source that product? Uh, you know, the pricing. I mean, for, to me, pricing is a lot difficult than anything. How you compare yourself to the market. These are things that a lot of people, at least in my group and medical coding geeks before, like a while back, were asking, how can I start my own medical coding business? And mm -hmm. that is a loaded question because, right, right. because there's so <laughs> much involved, right? Yes, so, so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's the general idea. But you had that opportunity of learning it from from retail management to the to the elderly care, the elderly care. Right. So you had an idea elderly of care. how to mm -hmm. to understand at least the regulations required to open one up to operate one. Because uh, yes. when I used to work at a one of my first healthcare jobs, actually, yeah, was it my first healthcare job? Yeah, my first healthcare job was uh, admissions coordinator for a nursing home in South Florida. Wow. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I didn't, I, I never, I, I, you know, I, I understood that I had to get paper signed, but I think what everybody was stressing in in that in that nursing home was uh, was accreditation regulation, mm -hmm. meeting standards, those things that you right. have to consider in running a business. Are you up to par with some of the regulations that are required on your business? Uh, so those are things that you have to look at. So that's, that's another thing. Right. Have, so you went from retail management to, I'm sure you got a flood of those regulations that you have to deal with, uh, people management skills, customer management skills on a, on a, on a level since the service is more person-to-person uh, -person based. And then yes. the foster home. I, I'm I'm very I'm very interested in how how did that what it what I, I know what you know um, you know going into a foster home, but what did what did that business model involve specifically? Let's take a moment for a quick break. Hello, everybody. I want to thank you for listening, but I do want to take a quick moment to promote our partners who help support the podcast. Do you want to know who supports our podcast? You can go to our website, medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners. 
From there, you could find a list of our partners who help support the podcast, including the Haugen Consulting Group, Project Resume, RadRx, Find a Code, AccessAdoctor.com, ZipRecruiter, and so much more. So again, please support the podcast. We're doing great things. We want to expand, but please go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners. And now back to our show. Yes. So that business model was, she was the agency. So what um, they did was they placed the children into the home. So they would um, certify the parents, get them uh, prepared to make sure their house was um, meeting the standard guidelines for the state of California, training, orientation, all of that. And then we would hire social workers that had cases over the children. And um, it can include providing visitations either on site or somewhere else. So it was a lot of those different dynamics, but um, her business was the agency. Wow. Oh, so pretty much it's like the matching, the matching up, making sure the the child to the, to the, the the foster child to the foster parents, making sure everything. It was a good fit for the parent. Right. A smooth transition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes. So those are the three businesses and the shoe business, the foster, the the elderly home, the foster business. So you had really a good exposure to different things. And I think that makes a great point is that, you know, especially for those that are considering, you know, creating a medical coding business, the best way of learning is 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 looking at other other business models, uh, right? Because you could always take from each of those business models. I'm gonna hold that question. I have a question that okay. I want to. I have <laughs> no, a question. Okay. I already came up with a question right now, but <laughs> let's let's get back to you. I don't want to talk too okay. much, but I want to go back to you. No. So. Um, you got into coding, right? So we don't have to talk about all that. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. go into, you were in the corporate role and yeah. then you decide to, hey, I, I want to start my own business. What, what, uh, what was happening then and, and what, made the, that, uh, what made the decision to move forward to your business? Yes. So after I became certified as a medical coder, I went back and started working with my actual instructor. And I was working for Corporate America at the, still at the time. I didn't quit my job. <laughs> and I asked her, I told her, you know, I really like training and helping others to learn it. So she brought me on as an assistant. So I would help her class and teach the other students. And that was a great way for me to um, constantly learn and keep it fresh and the guidelines. And so that's actually how it started. I was working for a large healthcare organization and Once I helped her for probably about a year and a half, I um, helped another instructor in a different city for some time. Then I said, the light bulb just clicked one day and said, you know, I can start my own business and do this. (laughs) And that's really what happened. So I, one day I, I sat down with my mentor. I still have her to this day. And she, she's actually in business and, and is an instructor like myself does she does some of the same things that I do. And I went to her and I said, you know, I want to learn the business. Teach me, show me what is it that I need to do. I'll come and, you know, put in the work, volunteer. And she took me by my hands and showed me the business. And um, so as a result, I have 
Natasha Miller and Associates LLC and my DBA is NCM Healthcare. Mm. And we've been in business now for seven years. I decided after about, let's see, I started my business in 2012. And in 2015 is when I decided to step away from corporate America. Uh And mm -hmm, that's when I decided to step away from corporate America, but I'm still with corporate America because what we do, um, one component of the business is we do provide our consulting services and training to those in corporate America or to small or mid-sized practices. So I still like to work with corporate America, but it's just on my terms (laughs) and for the business. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, uh, NCM Healthcare, right? So that's one of your that's uh-huh. one of your DBAs. Yes. Yeah, many uh-huh. DBAs, right? Yes. <laughs> so let's let's focus on that one. So when yes. you so uh-huh. you have a coding background, you got mentored, you you have an idea of how to create a business. You create your LLC. I think that's that's very yes. important. And then you create uh-huh. your DBA. Um, how did you go go about building the business in for NCM Healthcare? Um, You know, it's taking time. I will say that the way that I started in 2012, the website, everything has changed and evolved since now. (laughs) If you can, you know, go back to my business model when I first started, it was really different because at that time, we only had Saturday classes for um, students that were looking to become certified, and classes were about yeah. almost six hours. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I Saturday. first that's how I first saw you on Instagram because uh-huh. you were doing a yes. lot of classes. I'm like, this classes. girl, yes. this girl's <laughs> hustling pretty good. This you could doing yes. a lot of business, a lot of training. I'm like training. almost every. <laughs> Uh, like every, every post, I'm like, this girl is, yes, it was <laughs> is a doing lot, a lot right, of right. business. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it, it's taking time to evolve and change. But I will say one thing that has helped me is having a business coach. Um, and so I mentioned I have a mentor, but I also have business coaches. And I've worked with three different business coaches, and I still have relationships with all three of them. And um, having a business coach has really taught me how to really work my business, how to market, advertise, and, you know, how to to get clients and all of that because, um, and to know your seasons, right? Sometimes in business, your business may not always be making the revenue that you want it to be, but you can't stop. You have to know, you have to keep going, what to do during those downtimes. So having that business coach has really allowed me to create my business model. What what made you decide to get a business coach like is that that's a paid service right so what what is it that is a paid service right so what is um what what made you feel like i need a coach now (laughs) you have the mentor but now you need a coach right right um so you bring up a great point so i wanted i need i knew that i needed to get a business coach when i felt like Okay, there's some missing pieces because you can go to school, right? I received my bachelor's in healthcare management and then I have my master's in health information management. Mm. But even in all of that, um, I just felt like I needed to learn more of the business aspect side of how to run a business, what all does it take, making sure that I'm not missing any um, loopholes in creating revenue, you know? So um, I just felt like, and two, it's important to network. You know, it's always important to be around other like-minded individuals right. when you are in business. So those were just some of the reasons why I knew I needed, if I wanted to grow, to stay um, relevant within my industry and to, to continue to grow my business, I needed to invest and get a business coach. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, especially for those that are, 
are trying to be coders and and <laughs> I've mm-hmm. uh, case example, right? Case example, right? So okay. I mean, this is on a student level though, but they're mm-hmm. at least in one of my groups, they've been asking for like PDF files of, of textbooks. I'm like, like, excuse me. And <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> release those copyright materials. Right. Right. And so I got in a conversation with, with the person and she says, well, I have no money. And I'm like, you know, I, I understand what you're going through, but this is not the way. I mean, if they catch you for copyright, you're, you're going to dig yourself in a deeper hole. Uh, right. There's other ways of doing it. I'm sure, you know, trying to send a copyright PDF format, maybe just trying to find the book, you know, go out somewhere, you know, in your, you know, in your community, if they have the book, maybe do it locally, but I wouldn't do that. But, but, you know, you, you make a good point about, and I've hear I've heard this a lot with a lot of businesses, a lot of MLMs, um, Invest in yourself. You have to invest in mm-hmm. yourself. And, and I think yes. that's important when you read books, um, you invest in seminars. You know, I looked at, uh, there, have you seen Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins is, is, uh, yes. is he, <laughs> even with the, I don't know if you follow his, uh, I think it's either his Instagram or either his Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. He yes. adapted, you his- saw it. Uh, he, he's adapted his, um, his, his big, you know, events, you know, those, those conferences and he's put it in his house and he created his own broadcasting, uh, I guess, booth <laughs> in his house. Yes. <laughs> and you see he has like two, two big screens. I think he does zoom calls with a bunch of people mm-hmm. and people. he has, yes. and he has a camera, he has a teleprompter, he has fans. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> like, it's all over the place. So I, I, I see how people, you know, um, at some point, as you mentioned, like you have missing pieces of your of your business or, or maybe mm-hmm. as many people would say, you're in a funk and you can't kind of like you're kind of like in a in a stagnant state and you need something to to revigorate your your business. Right. Maybe that's something like that, investing in, in a coach or maybe investing in in um you know, in some type of conference, not medical coding related can can do the job for you. You provide consulting services. You provide education services. I check you out on Instagram. Like this girl every week having classes. <laughs> you know, you always yeah. show them. I remember showing you the classes. You're standing out there. I'm like, good, good. Show yourself. Right, yes. And I and I took I took a little bit off of that. I, I actually learned from you because I'm like, you know, if I'm and this is before me ever doing any type of speaking engagements. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? If she's speaking and she's showing, you know, showing herself off doing it and putting it on on uh, you know social media that should be a thing that that you know coding professionals should do and i have not seen it except for you only you only for you by the way yeah i know there are other people but but you kind of stood out like you know victoria mall on her youtube channel her sticks out you stuck out because i'm like gee she's she's doing it a lot and i think that's important for people who who own a business is not to show um you know what their business is and i think we've had this conversation before when you right. when you first reached mm-hmm. out to me you know yes you can you can promote your business to to whoever you could show your products you could show uh whatever it may be but i think what's most important at least that's worked for me is promoting yourself before your business so if they get to know yeah. who you are and what you're all about and they're like well who's brian quee who's natasha miller oh that's great right. they're they're good people they're good people yes. or they have the right intentions, uh, mm-hmm. whatever aspect of business or whatever industry they're going to be. 
I'm going to follow that person. And I think right. uh, that opens a lot of doors in terms of networking uh, to other places. I've seen a lot of other business, you know, medical coding professionals do the same thing. And we see it. I see it a lot also with physicians. Mm-hmm. So with physicians, you know, they uh, there is a podcast. Gosh, uh, is it John Jerica? Is that his, if I messed up his name, I'm sorry. But John Jerica, he has a he has a podcast. In, I don't know the name of it, but I know it is involving uh, non-medical physicians who are becoming entrepreneurs, right? So there's different okay. aspects who okay. don't want I to do. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. heard, right? So they mm-hmm. they the same model as yours, but the different different um, different direction or different audience. Uh, so his right. is about you know focusing on physicians who don't want who necessarily want to. Uh, be at the bedside anymore or own a practice maybe they want to do something different and he's gotten mm-hmm. a couple people including uh one of my guests uh dr cecil limhoko uh who created his own consulting company in cdi and, and those are the things that you can you can kind of look at in terms of of that but anyways my my initial thought was if you take pictures of yourself it may seem like you know kind of vain but it that's that's important. So whenever you do a speaking event, and I've always I mentioned this, you know, in other podcast episodes, but I think it's important for mm-hmm. for you to share what you are doing, not what you are promoting. There are a lot of people, right. on, uh, especially on it's LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I, I think the and uh, we can talk about this. We've talked about this before in terms of the 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 marketing funnel, right? So mm-hmm. if the way I work it is is I I used to promote. You know, medical coding geek, the tutoring. But then when the tutoring kind of got boring, <laughs> seriously, it got it really got boring to me, and it got a lot. It got very time consuming. I'm okay. like, I mm-hmm. cannot handle this on a daily basis. Uh, it's it's it wasn't for me. So I I kind of backed away. So how can I, how can I, what can I do with this medical coding the geek that I created out of this tutoring? Right. And I'm like, well, let's. Let's start off with sharing my ideas and 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 mm-hmm. networking with people and doing this podcast. And so, uh, as you create a business, then it evolves to other things, such as you know speaking. And and now you for me, it's YouTube. I want to create a YouTube channel because now I'm seeing all of these gamers doing crazy things, making you know very lucrative money. Making some good money. Yeah, they're yes. making some good money, <laughs> even though the money is not uh, you know. Shouldn't be the shouldn't be the, the goal, focus. but but I right. see the the mm-hmm. nobody else is doing it, you know, or not a mm-hmm. lot of people are doing it, you know, and I think that's uh, something that I you know, and, and, and you know, it's kind of like going into the theme from the previous episode. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out. So there you have it. That is my first part of our two-part series interview with Natasha C. Miller, the medical mompreneur. To find out more about Natasha, of course, you can go to LinkedIn, but also check out her website, NatashaCMiller.com. MedicalCodingGeek.com